All right, welcome back to Hellspan. This is part two of Life Force by Tony Robbins. In this episode, I discuss peptides, key nutraceuticals like metformin and NAD, hormones, fasting and time-restricted eating, and I finish off with the healing powers of hot and cold. So to begin, we discuss the power of peptides. Peptides are short chains of amino acids similar to proteins except they tend to be smaller. Peptides are pleiotropic and they have many functions in our body. Tony Robbins divvies up these different peptides into their specific functions. So we begin with the ones that are able to reduce appetite, promote fat loss, and rebalance our metabolism. He begins with the peptide semaglutide. Semaglutide is a glucagon-like peptide. GLPs are endogenous incretin mimetics. So incretins are hormones in your body that help reduce blood sugar. And GLP is just one of them. GLP has been in the works lately because a study that came out in the New England Journal of Medicine showed that people who take 2.4 milligram doses one time a week average the loss of 15% of their body weight. So again, this study took 1,961 participants who were obese but non-diabetic. They did a 68-week trial where they injected 2.4 milligram doses into these people one time a week. And the average weight loss amongst all these participants was 15% of their body weight. So that's pretty incredible. And GLP does this via various mechanisms. So GLP, glucagon-like peptides, have been shown to increase beta cell mass. They inhibit beta cell apoptosis. They increase insulin sensitivity and secretion and also decrease glucagon secretion. It promotes satiety by decreasing our gastric emptying and peristalsis, which creates this sort of satiety feeling in our stomachs, saying that we don't have to eat anymore. So we're essentially reducing calories. GLP has also been shown to have good cardiovascular functions like improved endothelial function, increasing in atrial natriuretic peptide, it decreases inflammation, and it also decreases our arterial stiffness. In our adipose tissue, GLP increases lipolysis, increases free fatty acid synthesis, and glucose uptake. So we're seeing this wide variety of functions in GLP, and we're seeing how it is able to satiate us. It's able to improve insulin sensitivity. It has effects on our heart, on our brains, on our fat tissue. So these GLP agonists like semaglutide, which you may be familiar with, like Ozempic or these other GLP agonists, they're promoting these weight loss and appetite reducing benefits in our body. And he also discusses another one called MOTS-C and also humanin. So I discussed last episode about humanin. It's this mitochondrial derived peptides and both MOTS and humanin are able to revitalize our carbohydrate and fat metabolism and improve our longevity and health span. The next category of peptides is the ones that are used to strengthen our immune system and combat its age-related decline. So he discusses one specifically called peptide thymosin alpha-1. As we age, our thymus gland gradually turns into fat tissue and stops producing these robust uh, T-cells that fight off infections or eliminate cancer cells. So thymosin alpha-1 has proven its ability to stimulate our immune system in both animals and human studies. 
It's racked up promising data in fighting things like liver and kidney disease and rheumatoid arthritis. It's also a potent anti-inflammatory and antioxidant, and it may help keep you from getting sick in the first place. So that again, that one is called thymusin alpha-1. The next category of peptides are the ones that are used to boost sexual arousal and satisfaction for both men and women. He discusses one specifically called the peptide PT141 or bromelanotide, which binds to receptors in the brain that are believed to be the central nervous system hub for sexual arousal and libido. And this peptide has also been tested via intranasal spray and is actually approved by the FDA for those with low sexual desire in premenopausal women. The next category of peptides are the ones to heal the gut, ligaments, tendons, and, jo- and skin. And you all may be familiar with the peptide BPC-157. This is body protection compound 157. It plays a role in both healing our gut as well as our ligaments and tendons. BPC-157 helps fight ulcers in stomach and also has been used for inflammatory bowel diseases like Crohn's and ulcerative colitis. It may promote speedy recovery from ligament tear reconstructions and rotator cuff injuries. As we've already mentioned, this peptide has been shown outstanding results in treating debilitating gut problems, like I mentioned, people with ulcers, IBD, celiac, stuff like that. And again, it's promoting this, let's say you have a surgery and you want to increase tendon and ligament and bone strength. It's doing so via increasing the fibroblasts. So they put um, cultures in of cells and they saw that when they gave BPC-157 to these cells, it increased fibroblasts in these tendons, which helped promote collagen release and repair. It also was shown to increase blood flow via angiogenesis to increase growth and muscle repair. So it has both this ligament problem helping problem as well as this gut promoting problem. The next category of peptides are the ones to increase muscle mass, strengthen bones and revitalize skin and restore youthful metabolism. So the two peptides, sermorelin and tesamorelin, mimic the action of growth hormone releasing hormone. So growth hormone releasing hormone is again this naturally occurring hormone that gets released from your hypothalamus that helps stimulate the pituitary to release growth hormone. Except the thing is, this growth hormone releasing hormone, again, is its or analog is a lot cheaper than HGH, which is human growth hormone. And we see this increase in IGF, which again can promote uh, lean muscle mass. It can uh, have beneficial effects in our brain as well. And the other peptide he talks about here is the GSK or GHKCU. This is to help revitalize our skin as well as our hair. So the peptide GHKCU is a topical foam that can be used daily to erase fine lines and wrinkles. It counteracts cosmetic aging by boosting collagen synthesis up to 70%. And it can also stimulate wound healing and also promote this just amazing hair growth. He also discusses another peptide called melanotan, which darkens our skin by stimulating the Production of melanin pigment production. So melanotan is a FDA approved for treating skin damage in people with light intolerance. 
and may also help those struggling with mold toxicity. For the rest of us, it offers aesthetic benefits while protecting against damaging ultraviolet radiation. So those are the different categories of peptides. He talks about other peptides as well. For example, MK677, which helps optimize IGF and mobilize stored fat for fuel. It improves muscle mass to fat ratio and body composition. It allows for faster recovery after exercise. It revitalizes our skin. And it, it again, it does this through promoting secretion of growth hormone. And it also activates ghrelin receptors and stimulates, you know, synthesis and release of growth hormone in IGF, like I mentioned. Um, so those are the, the different categories of peptides and molecules. It's something that will be highly pushed, I think, within the next decade, just the promotion of these peptides, because their connotation is a lot better than steroids. So I think, you know, within the coming years, we're going to see a lot more use of these peptides. For now, I'm going to move on to these different key nutraceuticals like metformin and NAD. I've talked about metformin extensively in these previous podcasts and these other podcasts that I've done. We know through its inhibition of complex one and activation of AMP kinase, we see a whole host of benefits. Time and time again, studies show that metformin may reduce cancer risk and mortality by up to 40%, particularly for those with tumors of the lung, colon, pancreas, and breast. The bombshell study that spotlighted metformin came out of this Cardiff University in Britain back in 2014. They discovered the diabetics on metformin were outliving the non-diabetics by a lot. So again, those taking metformin who were diabetic outlived those who were of the same age and not taking metformin. The presumably healthier group was dying 15% sooner. And here was evidence that metformin may confer benefits in non-diabetic people. So again, it's a sort of key nutraceutical that is used as a first-line treatment for type 2 diabetics. But now we're seeing evidence that it can be used for a lot more than just control of diabetes. And it can be used things for things such as like cardiovascular disease, even Alzheimer's, and even preventing against cancer. Many anti-aging benefits of metformin also come from clearing out of senescent cells. For example, it can get rid of these like zombie senescent cells and reduce the amount of inflammation that are being secreted from these cells. It also reduces inflammation. And, you know, the list kind of goes on and on with stuff. some of the stuff it does. It really acts to slow down our biological clock. A lot of the work that is being done is from Nir Barzilay, who again, I, I did a podcast on his book called Age Later, if you want to check that out. In 2015, Nir Barzilay won this um, this sort of like grant to run a trial called TAME, targeting aging with metformin. And the results should be out by 2025. And he's showing that in his TAME trial, which is a six-year double-blind placebo-controlled trial with 3,000 participants who are between the ages of 65 and 80, who do not have diabetes, but have some sort of like age-related disease like MI, CHF, stroke, dementia, cancer, uh, some sort of hospitalization. He's showing that if we take 1,500 milligrams a day, we can see these, you know, marked differences in these disease outcomes like the ones I just mentioned. The overall mortality, 
rate is going to be decreasing in those who take metformin. That's what I highly, highly, I'm pretty convinced. And it's going to show compelling evidence when the results come out in 2025 from this TAME trial. And again, he has this TAME trial going on in 14 different clinical tri- clinical centers across the U.S. So there's no real bias. And I'm pretty excited to see what kind of results that this TAME trial is going to show with metformin. For now, we're going to move on to hormone optimization therapy. And he has this doctor named Dr. Hector Lopez who sorts these hormones into four different buckets. So we begin with the male sex hormones. This, of course, is the testosterone and DHEA. Testosterone has a broad and enormous benefits for both men and women. Here are just a few. Testosterone is able to restore and enhance energy levels, mood, sexual drive, exercise capacity and recovery, stress resilience, and bone health. It can even reduce your risk of heart disease. DHEA, which is a precursor to both testosterone and estrogen, may also produce similar effects as well. The second category is the female hormones, things like estrogen and progesterone. Dr. Lopez notes Clinical findings have confirmed that progesterone can promote general calm and restful sleep, a healthy sex drive, and balance blood sugar and fat metabolism. So we see with postmenopausal women, they really deal with a lot of these problems like sex drive, mood, kind of uh, metabolism changes, sleep difficulty. They're all dealing with these problems because of the plummeting of estrogen and, and progesterone in our body. And female sex hormones are essential to female health and quality of life, but they've also been critical for men's libido, cardiovascular and brain protection, bone and joint function, and also multi-organ system health. So we're seeing that even though testosterone is a male hormone, it can affect both male and female. And even though estrogen is a female hormone, it can affect both males and females as well. The next category of hormones is the thyroid and adrenal hormones. Thyroid really helps maintain your basal metabolic rate. It promotes things like body temperature, your sleep cycle, can protect us against stress, help with our immunity. So again, these thyroid and adrenal hormones are also important. Things like TSH and again, some of these adrenal hormones like cortisol and aldosterone and testosterone as well. The last category Dr. Lopez has here is the human growth hormone HGH slash insulin-like growth factor IGF-1. Both these act via the hypothalamus and pituitary gland to regulate whole body organ repair and tissue repair, remodeling, and regeneration. Those on HGH tend to have more lean muscle mass, more efficient fat burning, quicker recovery from intense exercise, and even improved brain function. Again, I did a whole section on the the peptides like sermorelin, stuff that's promoting growth hormone IGF. But again, again, we need to be careful because HGH and IGF have this dual double-edged sword. It's really beneficial for us, you know, when we're young and promotes, you know, lean muscle mass, but at the same time, it can be sort of oncogenic and promote cancer. So that's something to be wary of if you want to think about taking growth hormone or IGF. So those are the different types of nutraceuticals and hormones. And the next one I discuss is NAD. I talked about NAD last episode. Remember that NAD is needed for DNA repair via activation of PARP1. 
It's needed for helping sirtuin activation. It's needed for energy production, increases telomere length, stabilizes our chromosomes, decreasing inflammation. We're seeing how NAD affects all hallmarks of aging. And again, it's this coenzyme found in every single one of our cells in our body. When old mice on NAD precursors, when old mice were taking NAD precursors like NMN, they became slimmer with improved insulin sensitivity. They had more youthful stem cell function. They returned to more youthful circadian rhythms and sleep cycles. Other rodent studies have shown dramatic impact on dementia, kidney and liver disease, osteoporosis, and noise-related hearing loss, as well as cancer. So again, NAD, a supplement I highly recommend you taking, some sort of precursor like NMN or NR. Um, they're very beneficial for our, our aging and our longevity. Tony Robbins talked about this. Again, Dr. Lopez and this company he has called JUVN3. They are working on a molecule called NAD3. NAD3 is a patent-pending nutraceutical which contains a unique extract and also has like copper niacin complex. And preliminary and human studies suggest that it really helps kind of like this um, turbocharges enzymes that boost the conversion of NAD precursors like NMN and NAD to like NMN and NR to NAD and also supports suppressing the activity that depletes NAD, likely the CD38. CD38 is this NADase molecule that de depletes NAD. So NAD3, this again, this sort of like preliminary preclinical nutraceutical is boosting NAD in our cells. As Dr. Lopez shares, NAD3 has preliminary benefits that has been shown to slow down inflammatory signaling and telomere loss and improve antioxidant responses, lipid metabolism, and genomic instability. NAD3 also plays off offense against, again, and it hits the accelerator to amplify the molecular signals or gene expression profile of genes associated with healthy cellular aging, longevity, and resilience. So be on the lookout for this NAD3 molecule that is currently in human clinical trials and something to, again, look out for in the future. He talks about other nutraceuticals that are safe. Not that NAD is not safe, but other nutraceuticals that have been proven to work, stuff like vitamin D, omega-3 fish oil, magnesium, vitamin K, choline, creatine. He goes into detail about each one of these. But for now, I'm going to move forward to the next section, which is fasting and time-restricted eating. So I'll be moving forward to those and spend some time talking about fasting and time-restricted eating. So as Dr. Walter Longo sees it, eating a nutritious, plant-based, rich diet is the only is only half of the story. The other half of this of his of the story and strategy for preventing diseases and staying young for longer may sound more radical but it is extraordinarily effective. It involves harnessing and healing the protective powers of letting your body rest from the constant consumption, breakdown, and digestion of food. He, of course, is talking about time-restricted eating and fasting. Back in the 1980s, Dr. Walter Longo observed in lab experiments that 
When you starve yeast and bacteria, they live longer. And again, we're seeing nowadays that this is true across all animal models, not just yeast and bacteria, but also mice, even chimpanzees, and humans as well. Those who restrict calories are going to live longer. Since then, he and many other scientists have conducted numerous studies in animals and humans suggesting that fasting can be a powerful weapon against illnesses like obesity, diabetes, hypertension, cancer, asthma, arthritis, multiple sclerosis, cardiovascular disease, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, the list really goes on. There's different types of fast out there. He talks about the 5-2 fast or time-restricted eating where for five days you have your normal diet and then for the other two days of the week you cut down those calories to 75% on those two consecutive days. So it's the 5-2 fast. There's also the 16-8 fast where you fast for 16 hours and you have an 8-hour feeding window. There is the OMAD or one meal a day. There's also the fasting mimicking diet, which is made popular by Dr. Walter Longo. Dr. Longo developed this five-day FMD that's sort of less grueling than a water-only fast. It works similar to the, again, I described this in his book, The Longevity Diet, if you want to check that out. But the fasting mimicking diet is basically, on the first day, it consists of 1,100 calories. And for the next four days, that drops down to 800 calories, largely in the form of vegetable soups. Again, if you want to read more about FMD, I highly recommend checking out The Longevity Diet by Dr. Walter Longo, which I did a podcast on earlier. In a clinical trial involving 100 people, Longo's team tested the effects of doing his FMD for five days a month over three months. Participants with risk factors for diabetes, cancer, and cardiovascular disease displayed an array of impressive results. For example, their body mass index improved, their glucose levels were lowered, their blood pressure decreased, their cholesterol and triglycerides level fell, and their level of IGF fell as well. It fell as well. In most cases, Dr. Longo's participants who started out being pre-diabetic came back normal, so they were no longer diabetic. Again, it's three simple things here. Eat healthy, exercise regularly, and fast intermittently. This is going to work wonders for you. Best of all, they also work beautifully together. There isn't one right way to do this, so you want to find a way that's best for you. I personally do a 36 to 40-hour fast once a week, so it's usually a Sunday lunch to a Tuesday breakfast. This is something I've done for the past couple years. I used to do longer fasts but less frequent, but I I find doing shorter, well, quote-unquote shorter fasts more frequently is more beneficial to me. But again, you want to do whatever works for you. If you can't go long periods of time without eating, then go ahead and time-restricted eat. Time-restricted eat, quote-unquote intermittent fast. Um, I like using time-restricted eating better. But again, the studies show that that also works. In the Circadian Code by Sajid Panda, I talk about how time-restricted eating mice, even though they're on the same, same calories as a mice who eats you know, ad libitum, those who time restricted eat still had improved biological markers and lost a lot of weight. So do whatever works for you. But if you want to lose weight, either either calorie restriction, time restricted eating, or prolonged fasting has to be, you know, part of that part of that journey to help you lose weight. Um, so moving forward, he also talks about 
the importance of staying hydrated. So if you want to, if you're wondering how much water you should drink a day, it's usually take your weight in pounds and divide that by two. And that should be the amount of ounces of water you should be drinking a day. Generally, this is obvious. It's very important to stay hydrated for your cells and your skin. Um, so I'm going to move forward and and talk about the last section, which is the... Well, I guess he has this short section about the microbiome, which I'll talk about. He talks about this company called Viome. Viome is this company started up by this man named Naveen Jain. And Naveen Jain and his Viome company use artificial intelligence to offer individualized advice onto what exactly kind of foods and supplements you've been eating you or you, you should eat to help flourish your microbiome. The hidden ecosystem of bacteria, viruses, and other microbes play a large role in maintaining our health. Scientists have shown that those different types of microbiomes in your gut have a complex influence on things like metabolism, brain function, immune system, susceptibility to disease, and even your mood. So when your microbiome is out of balance, your body can't really absorb nutrients properly, which may cause inflammation and may also cause many chronic diseases. So again, I recommend you checking out this Viome, V-I-O-M-E company, if you want specific testing for your own microbiome and seeing what exactly you should be eating or avoiding. So that was just a, a short snippet of microbiome. The next and final section is the healing power of hot and cold. A lot of the work has been done by Dr. Rhonda Patrick in her in in her promoting this use of saunas and, and cold cold exposure. We know there's a lot of benefits of saunas. One study involving 2,315 middle-aged Finnish men found that those who used a sauna for four to seven times a week were 50% less likely to die from cardiovascular disease than men who used a sauna only once a week. So by regularly sitting in a sauna for around 20 minutes at a time, these men have their risk of cardiovascular disease, a scourge that can nearly that causes nearly one in three deaths globally. Those who frequently use the sauna were 40% less likely to die from all-cause mortality. Frequent sauna use radically reduces the risk of cognitive disorders like dementia and Alzheimer's. Regularly sauna bathing has also been shown to alleviate arthritis and also helped with a lot of skin diseases and also helps with mood as well. This is the cool thing about saunas is that they affect so so many things in our body like our immune system, as I mentioned, it can increase white blood cell count. And through activation of different heat shock proteins, it can help with the folding of proteins and also promote smooth muscle relaxation and also skeletal muscle insulin response. There was a study that showed that 30 minutes of sauna three times a week decreased insulin and blood glucose levels by 30%. We know that when we, when we sit in saunas, it can increase blood flow to muscles that are being repaired so I like to use the sauna after my workout so I can increase blood flow to the area that I just worked out to help it recover. Recover, And Dr. Patrick explains that the short-term exposure to extreme heat can deliver, again, a wide range of benefits to your body's natural healing mechanisms. As I just mentioned, saunas has been shown to stimulate immune system, lower blood pressure, reduce inflammation, and improve cardiovascular function. Again, just sitting in the sauna and does all this stuff. And yeah, he, they also go into cold 
plunges and, and cryotherapy as well. Andrew Huberman recently did a podcast on cold showers. So if you want extreme detail about the benefits of cold exposure and activation of brown fat and and weight loss, I recommend you checking out that podcast. But for now, I'm going to end the podcast here. I hope you learned something about different peptides, different nutraceuticals like metformin, NAD, different hormones, fasting, time-restricted eating, and also the healing powers of, of hot and cold. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you tune in next time. And again, thank you for listening.